Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello, welcome to episode 57 of the Real Flicks Podcast. Uh, Mason Merritt here. As always, joining me this week is Mr. Josh Needle. Are we really on 57 already? You betcha. You betcha. Holy shit, betcha. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody Redfield not with us today. He's been called back to the lab for additional testing, so we'll get him back next week for <laughs> uh, for arrival. Um, and he'll... Um, He'll be giving his Doctor Strange thoughts at uh, at a later date. But what's going on today? What is going on today? It is. It's been a heck of a week in the in the world. There's been a lot of stuff going on. There's been a lot of movie stuff going on, especially. So we're gonna get dig into them a little bit. So to kick things off, to continue a conversation, possibly continue a conversation that Josh and I had earlier about uh, the Fantastic Beasts films. We have an actor cast in the sequel, the first confirmed actor joining the second part of the uh, five-part series. It is uh, none other than Edward Scissorhands himself, Johnny Depp, has signed on in an undisclosed role. So, Josh, take me back to whenever that story broke. What did you think of when you saw Johnny Depp to join Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Uh, well, so here's the thing. I don't know if you know every, all the details, but he's apparently he's supposed to be in the first one. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, so that's that's cool. I thought that was kind of the most interesting thing about the story that he's going to have a little cameo, which I wish was a surprise, but whatever. The internet. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that I have it. I'm know to look for it because I, I miss guess. I miss shit like that. Like if this um, is a, if this is tacked on as like a as an after the movie's over. I'm just not going to see it because I'll leave, you know? So You got you to gotta stay for the credits. I stayed this um, time, I'll tell you. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, did you see the picture that supposedly is him? I did. The blonde hair? Yeah, is it blonde? I thought it was just like a weird haircut. I didn't really see what color it was. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Johnny Depp has uh, a weird haircut. <laughs> I'm, um, glad he, yeah. I'm glad he doesn't look like Willy Wonka, though. Um, well, from the from the back, anyway. I thought he. I thought it was like that thing about where like the your hair, like the hair on the top is longer, but then it's shaved on the sides or something like that. Ah, ah. one of but, those um, young people haircuts. Yeah, uh, it's not like a confirmed for anything, but like everyone's saying, it's Grindelwald that he's playing, not Dumbledore. And it was originally it was like he's playing one or the other, but it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's Grindelwald. Yeah. Um. Uh, I like it. I'm not like, I'm not a giant Johnny Depp fan as of right now. I like what Johnny Depp used to, like his performances in movies like Blow, and in um, Edward Scissorhands, like way earlier in his career. Even the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I think he's great in. But then movies he's done lately, like just like Willy Wonka and like the Alice in Wonderland stuff, um, all that, all that. When he's just like being a kooky whatever. I'm really. I don't. I don't think he does a very good job. And yeah. Just so kinda... more, more Whitey Bulger and less Mad Hatter. Yeah, uh, the Mad Hatter. Exactly what I said in a text. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, Black Mass, but this is definitely different from Black Mass. So I don't know how it'll be, but it's it's not a crazy role. At least I don't. I don't. We haven't really seen more than like ten seconds of Grindelwald on screen, so I don't know how they're gonna do it. But you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. 
Um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at this picture because this is just going to be um, one of those things where we're just overanalyzing a photo. And that's fine. Um, yeah, it's it looks like it's going to do him, and I've got a I've got an article open right now from the Mirror.co.uk, and it's titled Johnny Depp's De- Johnny Depp debuts hair raising new do as he walks red carpet film at film premiere. This is from May of this year, which is might be in that time frame, and his hair is very similar to the hair that people are saying belongs to Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. So, I think cool. the writing is the writing's on the the walls. I'll cool. uh, send you the link over to it. Um, so it's it's certainly possible. Um, I I mean I told you like I've mentioned to you guys, and I mentioned a few times. Johnny Depp's he's been nominated for three Academy Awards in the last thirteen years. And granted, he's got a lot. He's got some low lows, but the highs are pretty high. So, so I think, is isn't one of those uh, Jack Sparrow? Yeah, yeah. That's why I I don't know if I I deserved give complete credibility to all of those. But hey, you know he's a, he's great. That's he's a, great. That's he's an great iconic character, Paris. and that's a big. No, he, I I love his performance in the movie, but like compared to like like Oscar worthy, uh, I don't know. I I th- I think it's I think that's a very underrated performance even though he got an Academy Award nomination for it. But that's just me. Um also the other nominations came for Finding Neverland which I've seen and is a perfectly fine cute movie that maybe not Oscar worthy but it's good. And then Sweeney Todd the Demon Barber Fleet Street. But I I do think that his best performance uh or at least my favorite performance of his was in Black Mass Black Mass. And um, I think if we see a fraction of that in Fantastic Beasts, I'll be pretty happy. But there is, there is that. Well, what if he's terrible? You know. Yeah. And that's it's gonna like, be that's gonna be stuck in the back of my mind until I see I'm, his performance. I'm really scared that he's gonna overdo it, like mm-hmm. he's pretending to do. And but I mean, I read. I don't know if this is like exactly what happened. I read that J.K. Rowling really liked him his reading of the script. So I mean, if that if that's the case, I'm on board with it because I trust J.K. Rowling with anything to do with Harry Potter. Yeah. So. No, I I agree, and it's just that makes um, casting Dumbledore all the more important because I mean that's it seems to me like those two performances are what's going to be um, carrying these movies. So. Sure. Um, and what what about age wise? How isn't Johnny Depp like almost in his fifties? Um, I mean he could he could he he could pass for much younger than that. But. Yeah, yeah, I think he's I think I think he's like forty six or something like that. Why? What are you, are you concerned? Well, because isn't how how old are they supposed to be in this? Like, okay, so Johnny Depp's time. actually fifty three years old. Yeah, that's wow. That's that snuck up on me. Um, <laughs> well, basically, Dumbledore and Grindelwald were both born in the eighteen hundreds. And, like the, like the end of the 1800s or like uh, I think 1881 is when Dumbledore okay. was born and there so they're within a couple of years and I so, somebody mentioned okay. this to me on Facebook and one of the better Facebook conversations I've had is like oh well in the movies they they kind of like in the books the 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 plot the Harry Potter plot was set in the 90s like the I think it was like the late 80s or 80s early 90s or something like that so but in the movies they're in like they're more modern you know yeah so maybe this is kind of a different timeline, but I think I'm okay with with Johnny Depp being in his in his fifties or whatever. I think these are yeah. 
it's not like these. This is a superhero role where he's gonna have to like get shredded. He's just gonna have to do some wand stuff and like, you know, he'll have to be flexible, sure. But, um, and but I'm, I'm excited about it. And they're pro- and they're gonna be. Pro- I guess we'll be in all five of these things, right? So, uh, yeah, for the, I would assume so. And that's so yeah. that's he'll be pushing and maybe on the uh, early end of sixty by the time he does it. Yeah, oh, that's so weird. I never considered him that he was be old. <laughs> But um, I th- I still think there's a possibility that he's not he's neither Grindelwald nor Dumbledore. It's I mean it's 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 dwindling. Uh, every day we get closer to Fantastic Beast, but that's still kind of in the back of my mind. And like okay, there's there's a lot of characters. It's a big world. Maybe he's not, you know, Grindelwald, but he probably is. Um, and I, I guess I, heard, I I saw a weird. I mean, it's not a rumor. I saw this theory going around i don't know if you've heard it and i think it's the weirdest thing but it, it's i at first i kind of dismissed it because it made no sense mm-hmm. but it's just like it been back in my mind thinking it's possible what if colin farrell is revealed to be dumbledore oh no no, no. yeah it's like it makes no sense but like no <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it i mean i, I think colin farrell is great so yeah no <laughs> that's because uh there there's kind of a sp- not really. It's not really much of a spoiler, but Colin Farrell is, from what I've heard firsthand, like from him and from the, the creative people of his character, doesn't look like it. But I would. My expectation is, I think that we're going to get a glimpse of Grindelwald. We're going to hear about Dumbledore, and pe- he's going to be referenced, and then they'll cast somebody to play Dumbledore in the next movie. Or maybe think- they, maybe they hold off until movie three or something. I, I think we're, I think Dumbledore's in the movie. I don't. To be honest, I do. I don't know how they I, fit him in. I think there's I, a lot going on. I heard. I I can't say anything. Never mind. Because I heard okay. something that might be a spoiler, so I won't say it. But yeah, I yeah. think he's going to be in the movie. So you think they're both going to be in the movie? Yes, I think okay. Grindelwald will be in it more. But oh, really? Just because we already know Dumbledore, so it's like if they're going to set any of them up in this movie, it'd be Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, there really isn't much longer to wait now. I mean, this movie's sneaking up on us. What and, do we got, like, uh, two, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, Arrival and Fantastic Beast back-to-back. Oh, so awesome. November, the best year, best movie year of the month, I always say. Um, Except for 2016 when it's election month. Yeah, that's true. That's I said movie year or movie oh, month or whatever. True, true. Um, but, yeah, so I guess we'll be... So if we, wait, so if you think Dumbledore is in the movie, then why has why hasn't an actor been cast? I mean, for Grindelwald, possibly right now. Yeah. So we could find out in like a week or two. We could find out the weekend it comes out, or, and they're just keeping it really under wraps. Or better yet, yeah. we'll find out when we see it. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be. I would love that very much. Like the old days. Like yeah. The old days. All right. Cool. So, uh, Fantastic Beasts expectations at an all time high. And uh, some other little things I wanted to talk about, and mostly stemming from what I saw today in the theaters. Uh, let's talk a little about the Logan trailer. Uh, I've I, you you kind of called me out, and you were a little upset at me for being a little critical of these movies or this movie in particular. But I'm I gotta say the movie did after that first trailer it did sell me. It doesn't. It really doesn't look like anything. I've ever seen before. It doesn't look like a superhero movie. Yeah, it, it really doesn't look like a superhero. Yeah, yeah, you, you nailed it there. And I'm I really like how um, 
toned down this looks and i'm on board i think it's going to be a really cool movie and um i think fox is doing as far as i'm concerned i think fox even though x-men apocalypse is a pretty weak movie and kind of bad i still think that um they're doing some really they're put they're really pushing the limits and they're actually doing what i would consider to be different stuff with uh with the genre i i i just love that they're just because the last Wolverine movie, I love that movie, but I don't. I'm not going to say it's perfect because you can see that there are kind of. You haven't seen it, right? Um, which one? The Wolverine. No, not yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, that one. Like, I, I as much as I loved it, there were parts of it that kind of felt like the studio was like, okay, you got to make it connect to X Men or do this thing this way, just to like do that. This movie feels like it's not doing that at all, and they're just kind of like letting them do what they want for one last movie because yeah. it, it looks like a really low budget movie too i mean it's probably like really uh, for like for at least for like something like this it looks i don't think it's something like a 150 200 type of movie it doesn't look that at all yeah but. it's it's listed as a 127 so okay. that's that's not that big i mean it's re- it feels weird to say low, i guess yeah, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, I, I see That's what you're saying. It, huge <laughs> it looks it looks film schooly in a good way. Like this, it feels it looks fresh and it looks new. And I'm I'm curious to see it. And um, it's it's gonna be weird to not to to watch this movie and be like, wow, it's the last time I get to watch Hugh Jackman yeah. play Wolverine. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be just, so strange. Just like I to me that was like. <laughs> It was the that's the best trailer for a superhero movie that I've seen in like a really long probably since like almost ever. I mean, it's my favorite trailer I've seen this year. Uh, it's just it just so well put. Just as a trailer because like the music, the Johnny Cash song fit really well. Um, yeah, but that's like, also kind of a cheap way to get me to like something because that's oh, oh, that might yeah, be the one like, of the best songs ever recorded. But it's like, there, but it's like there are trailers that just kind of like throw in a pop song to like get you going. But then there are ones where you, they do it like an artistic way that fits. And I think oh, yeah. this, no, yeah, this, this is absolutely that. I'm just saying, like that's if they're trying to appeal to me, that's a really cheap way of doing it. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, hurt. It's like like I said, yeah. one one of the best recorded songs probably ever. Oh yeah. I don't think actually I'll say I don't think any song ever has captured the emotion that Hurt does. And I'll stand by that cuz it's awesome. Um so I don't know what this is going to turn into. I'm I'm aware that it, there's an old man Logan kind of storyline. It's it's very loosely based or inspired by that story. This is not that story. Yeah. I'm just glad oh. that there's no mutant army or it doesn't look like there's going to be a sky hole or a global threat like it's just it's I, it, this seems and crossing my fingers that it, this is what it ends up to be and i think it will be this seems like it's it's small and self-contained but yeah. the fact I that actually, it has a 127 million dollar budget does make me a little cautious but it really like the trailer really makes you understand why it's called logan and not oh, yeah. wolverine because it's like it's I actually, I I don't know if this will happen. I I probably won't consider it as an R-rated movie for the amount of violence it'll have. But I was kind of, I really hope that it'll have like a minimal amount of him using his claws, and it'll just be about him as a character. Mm-hmm. Like that would be so like awesome to me, especially for his last movie. So, yeah. and I, I love how um, what's his name, Charles Xavier, is used in this. It's like yeah, his hair, like, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> 
um, that scene because there's this one scene in the trailer. I, you've only seen it like once, right? Yeah, but I, I'm, yeah. if you can say it, I'll probably. There's this out. one scene where they're like sitting around a kitchen table and they're just like laughing about something, having this like nice quiet moment, and it's like amidst all this like hell and chaos throughout yeah. the rest of the trailer. And I loved that. It just like gave me this like really nice feeling. So I, I just everything about it, I just I loved it. It looks it looks so cool. It looks so indie. It was the big feel I got from it, so I really love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. It's and it's coming out in March, so you know, yeah, that's appreciated. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars. We're that's about cool. a month out until Rogue One, and uh, continuing the conversation that Cody and I uh, were having when you were off. Um, doing your thing. By the way, I was walking around school today, and I saw, I forgot to take a picture of it, but there was a poster for the uh, 48-hour movie marathon, where oh, students really? have 48 hours to make a movie. I was yeah. about to send it to you with a middle finger emoji. I, I'm trying to, I, I was, <laughs> that sounds impossible to do. I was, who did, I heard about somebody talking about that, and I was like, wow, that sounds crazy. 48 hours is, I don't think I would be able to do that. <laughs> Well, sure 70, you could. 72 is hard enough. 48 yeah. sounds impossible. You always got to push yourself. Make a movie in 24 hours. Boom. If, if, if Maybe if I don't sleep, I can do exactly. it. Exactly. Who needs... You'll sleep in, You'll sleep when somebody's doing the first... Uh, the, the, the assembly cut. You know? That's my job. Oh, well, make somebody else do it and then get some sleep and come back Hell to no. It. I don't trust other people with my edits. Well, then you can change it. But if they have a good idea then that you didn't think of, that's what collaboration's for. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You czar. You... <laughs> I don't want anybody touching this. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, so Star Wars. So we're a year... We're a year. We are a month out from Rogue One and about a month and a year out from uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. So I don't I don't remember if I asked you about this, but do you expect an Episode Eight teaser for Rogue One? I think Or are you anticipating could... one? I think there could be one, but I don't want one. Um, I'm leaning towards there won't be one. So. Hmm. I just, I, I want to settle with Rogue One for like a month or two before we start heading into Episode 8 territory. Yeah. So. I, I think that they could start their marketing at like the Super Bowl and then yeah, that, go that would from be, there. But... Although, I mean, I, I think that'd be a waste because like everyone knows it's coming out. That's I feel like that's a good time to promote stuff that people aren't aware of. So, Like what? I don't know, like the like the something like Doctor Strange that we that we're gonna talk about, but like mm. so, something smaller like that. Mm. I don't think Disney can pass up. Uh, uh, oh, I think I think a, they're gonna that would that would probably that's probably what they're gonna do. Yeah, Rogue One or Super Bowl would be my guess. But, yeah. Uh, I I get I'm just getting the feeling because like Ryan Johnson he's he uh, Instagrammed um some like. What was it? He was like in the editing room, basically. Like they were yeah, like, trying it. to put together the first cut. So I just feel like it's they're probably going to take advantage of it because I mean that I don't think the the addition would be huge, but that could that will help out the opening week box office of Rogue One, especially if they don't release it online. Yeah. But I mean, they have plenty to work with at this point because when they finished shooting, like a couple months ago. Oh, like six yeah. months ago. Yeah, like they've been they they they're hard to work at like post. They probably already have a cut of the movie, and they're working on visual effects at this point. So, yeah, uh, they I, they have plenty to make a trailers into. I almost would think they could wait until Star Wars Celebration and just skip a teaser and just spit out the first like kind of full trailer. 
in like no, April. I, th- I think a teaser is too. You can do so well, much with a teaser like, with this not, movie. Not, not like a teaser in terms of like the first Force Awakens teaser, where we're like it's like a it feels like a full trailer, but it doesn't tell you anything about the story. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm talking about too. Yeah. Like there's a flash of Benicio del Toro, and then like a, maybe Mark Hamill using the lightsaber or Kylo Ren doing something. Like, oh man. By the way, I've got to say I'm pretty surprised that. At least in the subreddits that I'm on, I haven't seen any behind the scenes from episode eight. I'm so happy. Like, there's I, at this I've point. Seen... At this point in the production, I'd seen all. I'd seen a ton of Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, even though he wasn't as well kept of a secret. But still, like along those lines, it's pretty um, crazy. Yeah, like I mean, epi- and now Force Awakens. I saw some. There was some stuff, but even. This is even tighter in wraps, and that was a J.J. Abrams movie the first time, so it's really shocking how even tighter it is this time. Mm-hmm. I've seen, like, two or three set photos of, like, some city in Italy, I think it was, and that's, like, it. I don't think I've seen anything else. Yeah. So. That's pretty But that's I'm excited. Pretty amazing. I would love the first actual thing with a character I see from this movie to be footage mm-hmm. in a trailer, or better yet, the movie, but, you know. Oh, good news. Uh, f- production began work on the 007 stage at Vine, at Pinewood Studios in uh, tw- in November 2015 so they're getting off to a good start. Yeah. They'll never live up to the the heights of Spectre, so, you know. That's Oh well. <laughs> so n- again, I'll I feel like I feel like I'm going to ask you this every now every now and again when I think of it or when it's relevant, but Benicio del Toro, what do you think? We're haven't talked about this in a while, so are you uh, are you leaning any particular way of who he might be? I mean, I don't know. I, I originally, for some reason, I can't get this out of my head that he's playing a bounty hunter of some kind. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, because I don't think he's going to be like a, a knight of Ren or a Sith or anything like that, because I don't think he's going to have a lightsaber. Um, so it's just because he's playing a villain. I think that's like confirmed, or at least the main like speculation. So, um, yeah, a bounty hunter, some kind of just like imperial or not purely, whatever they're called now. Um, First Order, leader, I don't know. Uh, something along those lines. I think maybe he'll be like a higher up of Captain Phasma or something. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I'm excited, though. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. But uh, let's talk about a, the spinoff. So Josh Trank was attached to... Um, a Star Wars spinoff for 2020. People have been r- rumoring, uh, it had been in the rumor mill for a while, that it was a Boba Fett story. So, as a Star Wars fan, where are you on the uh, uh, second spinoff or second anthology? Um, what do you mean? Like, what do I think it'll be? Or Yeah, what do you think? Like, where, is it, where is it in the process, and what do you think it's going to turn into? Um, I mean, the original... Apparently it was like at like almost like officially happening. It was gonna be the Boba Fett movie, uh, which I have a pitch for that I didn't get to do last week. Yeah, by that's the way. what I'm give I'm give a give me one second. We'll segue into that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what what I would want it to be is an Obi Wan movie. That's what I want it to be. I don't think that's mm-hmm. what it's gonna be. But if I had to guess, I think we're not. I think they don't even 100 percent know yet. I think they're gonna figure that out once they see how good or bad room one does and how people respond to it yeah because maybe that'll tell them what type of movie they should be making and like whether they should be sticking to like this 
original trilogy, you know, or if it does really well and people are interested in learning about newer things, maybe they'll do something different and like go into a completely like do something not old Republic, but like go, you know, years before Phantom Menace and do something different. I don't know. Uh, maybe they could do something completely unexpected that no one's heard of. So, yeah, it's uh, it's currently listed for release date of sometime in 2020. So, yeah, who knows at this point? I I think we'll probably find out in the next Star Wars celebration because at that point we'll be three years away and they'll have to have at least have a script in the works for what mm-hmm. it's gonna be. So they'll probably know. Yeah. Something uh, another thing I found out, and we'll get to the your. Boba Fett idea in a minute. Are you aware that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are not writing the Han Solo film? Yeah, I know. They're just directing it. I was not aware of that. Yeah, they're, I'm not... they're it's written by uh, Kasdan and his son. I t- I'm not so sure about that one, but... They wrote the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's... I don't know why... I don't think you get Phil Lord and Chris Miller to direct. I mean, I think you get them to write and direct. I think they're going to maybe they won't get the full credit for it, but I think somewhere down the line we will hear that they had their own stamp on the script. Yeah. Because you don't bring them in without having them give their own personal touch to whatever it is they're making. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm just That was just kind of weird to me, but um, alright. So, let's hear it. What, give, in about, give, me a, give me your pitch. Give me your elevator okay. pitch um, for a Boba Fett spinoff. Okay, so I haven't actually worked this out 100% yet. I, I've, I've been tinkering this. I, I just came up with this idea a while, a while ago, and it's basically, you'll love this, it's uh, it's Mad Max. Um, <laughs> oh, um, no, it's kind of in the Can style of not? Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like, because I, I've always thought that Boba Fett, he's, he, he looks cool, he's really overrated, and I don't understand why people think he's such an... so or 20 years ago whatever uh mm-hmm. it he is he's he he can be badass if he's used well um and so i've thought the best way to make a boba a boba fett movie a boba fett movie is um to have him be i don't know if i'd say a supporting character but have him be the face of the movie but give another character the lead and have it tell their story so that way you give the audience a Boba Fett movie where you get Boba Fett doing like cool bounty hunter things and doing um, things that would be cool to see him do. But you're also making a new story with a new character um, and doing something completely different. Um, but you get kind of best of both worlds. Um, so it could be anything. It could be like a heist movie. It could be um, some type of thriller, some type of... Um, anything along those lines like it could be um really cool and i think it would present a lot of different opportunities and you could do multiple movies like that where you kind of get a boba fett movie each time but it's not really a boba fett movie and that's kind of where i think they should go with it if they do a boba fett movie which i think they will do um but they probably won't use my idea so (laughs) but if they do you can sue so that's always good um, yeah, I still am not crazy about it. I think it's just sort of, it's kind of obvious for the wrong reasons. Yeah, um, I mean, he's, I, I get it. I mean, I, 
if I was in charge of Lucasfilm, I wouldn't make it happen mm-hmm. unless I was unless it was like we unless the company was going bankrupt and that was the only way to guarantee a box office hit, <laughs> then maybe I'd do it. But other than that, I would try to pursue other stories. Yeah, and, I think the only the only time Disney is going to go bankrupt is probably when the United States folds in on itself. But that's just you know. No, they'll st- they'll still be on top of everything. Yeah, that's true. They'll they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll produce the movie, the ten part uh, series about how it happened. <laughs> they'll do a great job of it, and JJ oh. will come back, and people will remember all over the place. Um, <laughs> no, that's 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 interesting. Um, I just think, yeah, I like I said, I just think it's kind of obvious. Like, okay, yeah, let's we're doing both of that. Where you don't need to be like, oh, we're doing this now. But you do have to do something that is necessary. I just don't really think Boba Fett's that necessary. He's like, like I, I think I said this before, but he, I'm fine with him showing up in a Han Solo movie, but he doesn't deserve to have his own because he, mostly because he doesn't talk. Um, yeah, and he's cooler well, that, because that, he doesn't talk. That's kind of what why I think they should do it the way I'm I I'm like thinking they go about it because it's like yeah, the Mad Max way. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't really have much because mad max says like what 10 lines in that whole movie yeah, um like so you he would be have minimal dialogue and he would not really get much development of his character but that's fitting and it would give the opportunity for other characters to get developed so right okay uh all right what do you what do you say we move on and talk about some uh doctor strange now let's do it so uh, I'm gonna. I'll start here really quick, and just by saying that I've so ever since Civil War came out, I've obviously I've rethought a lot of my uh, Marvel hot takes, and I'm I'm looking at these with uh, a more pessimistic view, I guess, and a little bit more critical of an eye, and that assign uh that's compa- uh, added to the fact that I really don't know nor care much about this character. I kind of had. I maybe judge this movie too hard coming into it, but as it stands, I think it's okay. But there's it. I would say this diverted from the formula. It let's see. How do I want to say this? It it diverted from the formula, but in a kind of in a bad way. And I'll, I'll we'll get into it uh, a little bit later, uh, right after you give your thoughts, but. I can't decide if I'm I was pre I was biased or if if this movie is confirmation bias or if I actually don't like it but I'll we'll try to work that out in the next you know in the next few minutes but just from right now I wasn't really that impressed with it and I kind of don't I I just I feel like this was a step back in a lot of ways or a lot of people calling this a step forward for them and a new like oh a new age of mature and whatever um phase for Marvel I just think it's kind of we're moving backwards a little bit, which is not good. So what do you think? Um, I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying. We'll get to that. Um, I really liked it. I wasn't blown away. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but um, I'd actually probably put this more towards the back end, probably in the in the bottom five or bottom six. Um, but I, I really dug it. I thought it was um, a really good movie. Um, I, I, pr- I probably know the character a little bit more than you do, but I'm not like hugely versed in Doctor Strange. Um, and so I, I really wasn't 100% sure what to expect, except for some really trippy stuff and some really 
different stuff, and I got both of those. Um, I think getting to specifics, some of the some of the pacing and story stuff and the villain stuff bothered me a bit. Um, but in terms of the characters and the action and the the visuals, definitely get to the visuals. Um, uh, and a lot of the world building stuff, I was really really into it. So over, I, I liked it. I, I really liked it a lot. Okay. So uh, before we get into the negatives, let's hit on some positives first. And I guess, um, kind of like everybody else, I do some praise. I do have to give it, and it's and it's well deserved. Is that the movie? I think, I think it has the best production design of any Marvel movie I've ever seen. Uh, they're all, a lot of them are relatively, you know, leather jackets and you know, kind of just. Not not boring, but just sort of your average. Like, okay, this is how a superhero dresses, or this is this and that. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange is a very international kind of look to it, and it it uh, uses its environments well, and just the architecture of how the world is built, I really respect and I really dug that. Um, and then of, of course the uh, the visuals are are very very strong. Um, I have my own kind of issues with them, so this is a bit of a plus and a minus. But uh, overall. What I can say is, like, I I could put this movie on mute and put, uh, and put, just, just put music to it, and I think it would be a really, a good, uh, a pretty good experience. Which U2 album would you put on? Oh, Octone Baby, of course. That's, that's their <laughs> most, that's, that's the one that fits the most, obviously. But, um, oh. <laughs> but over, and I also like the acting, uh, mostly by Benedict Cumberbatch, and she would tell Edgy Four. I think Edgy Four was probably my favorite one in the whole thing. And um, there were a few, there were a few moments, specifically the one towards the end on the balcony. Do you remember that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, when they're overlooking the like uh, the New York Harbor or something like that. Oh, the the like the out of body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The out of body yeah, okay. scene. Okay. Uh, I like that just because they're. There is some really good dialogue um, and like philosophical kind of stuff peppered in here that I d- that I appreciated. So, um, which I I didn't really expect, but there were just some really nice and well phrased uh, little things and um, and and the action as as it always is was very well filmed and uh, was easy to follow. But uh, what are some other what are some positives that you have? Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, the visuals. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say I was like, not in in a good way. Like I was having a hard time following some of what was going on on screen. Like I knew I, I could clearly see what was happening, but like my brain and like my eyes were like struggling to like stay intact. Like it was just everything was like going bending in on itself, and all these different things going all these different ways, and the visuals just like really threw me through a loop and it was, it, it was awesome. I, I thought it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, and it's, I think it's easily the best looking Marvel movie ever. Um, I, I'd probably go as like in terms of like any Marvel movie, like not just like the MCU, but like Sony Fox, anything. Um, and then the action, I think outside of probably like the, some of the, the fight scenes and like winter soldier or civil war, it's probably the best action scenes I've ever seen in any of these movies. I think the fight scenes are really well done, really interesting to watch. Um, I, felt, I, I felt invested enough that I also had that kind of um, – I cared about what was going on. So 
Yeah. Uh, and it just it all looked really good. It all uh, was interesting to watch. So, um, and uh, yeah, the acting. I, I really like the acting. Cumberbatch was great. Uh, I thought he was probably the best actor in the whole movie. Uh, Edge of Four was awesome. Uh, I also really really liked uh, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Mm. I would. I, I and uh, the one other or the two others I wanted more of that I really liked were Rachel McAdams and uh, the other guy. Um, I think Benedict Wong is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I, I liked both of them, and I wanted more of them. Yeah, that reminds me. Michael Stuhlbarg was absolutely wasted in this movie. Who is that? The guy from uh, Steve Jobs. He played Andy Hertzfeld. He was the doctor from the beginning, and then he disappeared. The which the one that like originally like broke his or hurt his hands. Uh no. Which, oh, okay, so like, oh, no spoilers. So early on in the movie, when they realized that, that guy isn't actually dead, he was the doctor that was gonna like that had pronounced him dead. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy. He's. Okay. I think he's. As far as I'm concerned, he's by far the best actor in that movie, and he was in, and he got a few scenes early on, and then he bought chips. And then he had one bit of dialogue, and then he was gone. That was, that was a funny scene. That was. That's another thing that we're gonna have to get to. We'll, we'll talk about the humor. I do have some issues with the humor. Uh, but um, something you mentioned is the the fight scenes, and here's what I was bummed about, especially. And this this like really bummed me out. So this movie is like supposed to be, and people are talking about it as like, oh, it's Marvel's Marvel and looking at magic and into the mystical and all that kind of stuff, but. Like fifty to sixty percent of the action sequence were just the same guys punching each other. I don't like, know even if though I'd they say had that. Ma- well, even then they had you know when they did that spell with the um, where they had like the the shields on their hands or whatever, they were still just punching each other. And edgy for well, majority of the they- time, he had like the whip and he was punching each other. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I was. I wasn't expecting something Harry Potter like, but I was expecting there to be less punching because like just- it's just and and as as far as punching goes. Not that impressive. I mean, they, I just I didn't really care for it. There was the magic that was used was used to distract and put somebody in the position so they could be punched. I I kind of get what you're saying, and I I guess I kind of agree because it's like I mean they kind of just using magic to elevate the abilities they already have. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're, using they're, the they're magic. Not, it's not they're not really using magic to like like they're not creating like. Like it's not like the Order of the Phoenix fight where like they're creating like water and exactly. fire and all this stuff. Exactly. Um, they're kind of just using it as um, a, a a weapon, mm-hmm. just like a standard weapon. But I was fine with that. I mean, it it made for it, it. It was a little bit different. It was a little bit uh, more. I don't know. It just it was different enough to where I didn't really mind that it was kind of not more of the same, but like not anything incredible. Yeah. In oh, terms of like, like choreography wise, a so. little bit to me is just like dragging my. It's like dragging your feet through the mud. It's just like, oh come on, let's just. I don't need just punching. We, that's why I like Harry Potter, and that's why I like Star Wars because people don't just punch each other. Like that's that's fine sometimes, but God, in every single one of these movies, just dudes punching. That's well, the problem, I mean, that's a problem it, I had with that's a problem I have with Black Panther and Civil War. Is that. He brought nothing new to the table except that he was a little bit more acrobatic than Cap was, who was already you, extremely you acrobatic. You can kind of say the same thing about like any action movie, though. Yeah, no, but these are this these guys are like doing spells and shit. 
And when you'd say, like, oh, we got spells, we got magic, I expect not as much punching. How many punch? We got two punches in the Harry Potter movies. When Hermione punched Draco and when Sirius punched uh, Malfoy. I was, always con- I, was always Lucius. I was always confused by that scene because I wasn't sure if he actually punched him or he, like, used, like, magic push him or something. Yeah, true, 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 true. It looked weird. Oh, um, and there was that scene when Voldemort slapped Harry. That's true. But for the most part, they're doing spells and stuff, and I like that. I don't, like, I don't know. I'm just tired of punching. Like, at least say what you want about Batman and Superman, but it's not all punching. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's a little bit of punching. F- all the fight scenes are just them punching and throwing well i i I like them a lot but they're just punching and throwing like (laughs) in something like okay i'll say in something like um in something like captain america the winter soldier i can convince i can forgive the punching because you have something like the elevator scene that's just a great setup and it's a great execution one of the all-time great action sequences i've ever seen love it but with this i didn't really have anything to be like okay well at, at least they had this magic on magic moment they didn't like the the magic stuff was, and another thing that annoyed me as far as the magic goes, they really didn't, they really didn't do much of it. The magic was only used, it was basically used to impress the audience because they they have the scene where Strange first shows up and Tilda Swinton like shows him what they can do and she go and she puts him through their slideshow of you know of cool stuff and I'll admit it's cool but it didn't really serve much of a purpose and I just felt like cheated out like okay. Uh, those are nice visuals. Sure, are we gonna do anything with them other than try to impress us? Yeah, we'll do it once with the the New York chase, but not. But still, it won't be as it won't be as cool. You know, I just got really frustrated with how they handled the effects. No, I mean, I guess I. I mean. It didn't. I kind of see where you're coming from. Uh, they didn't like again. They didn't. I think you could say they didn't use the magic to its full potential. No, of course not. But it, they did enough of it for me to just be like, it's fine. Like, I mean, I was more, I cared more about like the characters in the world and like, not like just how they were going about everything and, um, the story to an extent, even though I thought we'll, we'll get to it, but some of it was, I thought some of it was really rushed. Um, and I was just more invested in that kind of stuff. And the, action and visuals and the magic stuff was kind of more of a not an afterthought but it was secondary to the other stuff mm-hmm. um a lot of the times with me so it, that i was fine with that just being kind of done good not great I... so. okay um well but like i said for what it's worth a scene where they do uh put strange through the ringer i suppose was really enjoyable to watch there was a lot of cool stuff going on and it was very imaginative and um elevated elevated the rest of the movie a little bit and i i did appreciate that and i did like that about it but just overall i just felt i felt like it i feel like this movie was just kind of a wasted opportunity as far as that goes because i mean when you're throwing around magic and sorcerers and spells it's just and to come out with the the main act, one of some of the main action sequences is people just being punched. I'm just like, oh, come on. I feel, I feel like this. maybe, I Been feel like maybe, that. I feel like maybe they held back on that just because there would have been just so much to throw at an audience in one movie. Because you have to introduce multiple, uh, mo- first you have to introduce these characters just as people, 
you have to tell them what they're able to do, what this world is like. I mean, because this is a totally different side of the whole Marvel universe. Um, and you have to exp- talk about all these different. See, I don't stuff. think like, people are. I don't think people are going to have a tough time making that jump, though. I really don't, because like we I, live in a Star Wars and Harry Potter world, and people kind of they know what to expect from Marvel. I don't think. I don't think uh, that would really throw them off too much, because it is think, this does this does have the hallmarks of a Marvel film. I think you also have to be careful though, because at a point when you start pushing too much into a movie, not just could people audience get like overwhelmed but you might start overcrowding your movie and make it feel kind of overstuffed and certain things might feel out of focus. I don't know. Um, And I think maybe there's a possibility that they took too little of a risk there and didn't didn't go all the way um, or at least didn't try enough to kind of at least find that perfect balance. Um, And they went a little too more to the other side, but I I was, again, I was fine with it. It didn't bother me too much. Um, because I mean, I I have my own problems with it, and that didn't really have anything to do with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk about the story a little bit. Ugh, that was rough. <laughs> that was that. I gotta say, that first, I don't know, the first third twenty minutes, maybe twenty five minutes, was absolutely just. I was I was honestly shocked that something that bad got approved and put into a Marvel film because there is no forgiving this, the sudden vignettes of major plot points and major developments that this movie just dumps on your lap and says, Hey, this is happening. Yeah. That was uh, so, that was terrible. That was, I, I won't, I won't go as far as call it terrible. I thought the first act of the movie was easily the worst part of the movie. Um, but like, let's just take a step back and just, let's talk about the things that happen. Okay. Strange shows up, he performs a couple of surgeries. He gets into an accident. Uh, he goes. So he goes through surgeries. He goes through apparently what they try to say is years and years or or multiple surgeries, looking for a way to restore his hands. I I, I know I'm missing a lot. So just to to sum it up, I guess it's just so much happens that it feels they're just they're jumping. They're jumping. Yeah. The scenes don't last more than a minute and. I got to me I don't think they really cared about telling an origin story. I think I think all they cared about was setting up for Infinity War or Doctor Strange 2 or whatever. So it's like if you're not going to give an origin story the time that it's that it's needed, don't do one at all. And don't and just they're including one that's lazy and haphazard. I th- I think because they, they were talking about something like this. I don't know who said it. Someone said it a while ago that Marvel was kind of trying to do a skip over the origins moving forward. They kind of wanted to do away with them because maybe some people think they're tedious. You like, don't do I mean, away with you, them. You just don't I do mean, them. You, you, do you, or said, don't. you don't, you don't like origins. I think you said, um, so, uh, and I think they kind of tried to find a middle ground here, um, where they kind of, they gave it, but they kind of just glossed over it and it, it bothered me, but I mean, I didn't, it didn't bother me enough to the point where I didn't, I didn't like the movie or I didn't, or it like, made me dislike it in any way um i just i felt like the first i think if you added like maybe like 20 more minutes to this movie in the first act and give just give more time for everything um before he gets to uh tibet and then add more time to his training in tibet because that was there was just like he gets to tibet he gets he does he starts learning about it and then we jump ahead i think it said like six months 
and it, it was like that it was such an abrupt thing cause suddenly he's just like mastering all this stuff um and it just kind of felt out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh and yeah all the stuff at the beginning you just kind of we see him do his doctor his uh doctor thing and then he gets into the car accident and he's struggling and struggling and that's all kind of just like just goes by really, really fast. And I, I wanted more time with that. And I wish they would have spent more time developing that and, um, getting it, uh, in a way, doing it in a way that makes me really, really as invested as I wanted to be. Cause I, I was still really into it, but I just, it took me a while to really, um, get excited about what I was watching. Uh, and so like, I think what they were trying to do is just kind of like get to the meat of the story, which was, you know, the ba- the basic stuff because you know the villain doing uh whatever he's doing for the i don't know the what the villain wasn't good um but uh the villain doing his thing and then all the uh people trying to uh i don't know what they're doing but yeah same <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, it just seems like this movie it it was in a full sprint at times and then in the it was a full sprint in times where it should have been walking, and then by the end, it just seemed tired and drawn out. And I, I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but I've, I'm pretty sure this movie took place over several years, like a really long mm-hmm. time. No, it, I I saw something from Scott Derrickson. He said it took place over just a uh, – it was a, a, lo- a longer time than it seemed like, but it was only like I think seven or eight months. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. Which is, I still think it felt rushed for that amount of time, but it, it if it was supposed to be like years and years and years, that would be crazy. Um, yeah. Then I would be, I would like a little bit less, but it's only, a few, it's only like, I think a little under a year mm. that it's supposed to take place. So, um, but yeah. I just felt uh, like this story was so noticeably weak in the way that not many, of the, these, these movies are just so methodical and so like to the point, whereas this one is just like, like I said, it's just, it's uneven. It's uneven, it's jarring, and I think it's, it's kind of, it's, it's really, that first third is, it's pretty bad. Because it's completely incoherent, there's no development of much of anything. And I just, yeah, I, mean, I didn't care for that. That's just bad filmmaking. I don't, I, I. They, they, they rush, they're rushing through the story so they can get to the mind-bending visuals. And I just see, don't, I don't, that's I don't not, think it's, I don't think that's what they were doing, though. I just, I think they were, I don't think it was to get to the visuals. It, it, well, it was to get to the visuals, but that's not always to get there. I think it was to get to the the better parts of the story, the parts that they were more interested in exploring, um, which is fine. Well, okay, but no, yeah, they they want to get to the better parts of the, uh, the story and the story they want to tell, but they're skipping over what makes the story worth telling, is at the end of the day, at least from what I, my opinion, this movie was this is was a comeback story in a way because this guy he lost everything and then he went to wherever he went to get it back. So to not have that foundation of and or having a having a rocky foundation I guess of this is this is why he's doing all these things. I just felt like the I felt like those last two thirds were just they complete they were completely off the point and. I just don't. I just don't think that this is a coherent story at all. I think there's I think, so much thrown into this, and it's just, uh, it's not. See, it's not good. It's not good. I'm. I'm actually the opposite. I think it's perfectly coherent. I just think there's not enough to it. Um, no, I, I think, think there's too much to it. 
I think there's, I think I, I actually, I thought it was a pretty simple, I won't say by the numbers because there's some really off the wall, unexpected things that happened, especially towards the end. Um, and like the, th- the entire third act I thought was awesome. Just the, mm-hmm. just the fact that it was one of the most unique final battles I've ever seen in one of these kinds of movies. Like okay, these, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, he was, I, he was threatening him with a vine. And that was awesome. Um, Come on! It was so cool. I get that's uh, it, that's unique. That's imaginative, but that's just so weak. <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, it's I, what I thing is the thing I love about these the MCU is that, and I'm not going to throw any shade at any other studio or anything, um, but sometimes I think some some filmmakers try to hide the sillier aspects of comic books because com- let's let's be real comic books they've always in a way no matter what character in somehow some way they have silly aspects to them some more than others even batman or something like watchmen or things like that um and so what i love about the mcu is that they don't shy away from that and if something's silly they just they 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 full-on embrace it um and that was what they were doing with things like this um I think just they're playing with time and they're having fun with it and they're using it as a weapon. And I thought that was really cool and really interesting. Um, and it, it just made for a really fun sequence. The whole just him looping and looping and looping. It was, it was so much, it's more interesting for me to watch something like that than for a bunch of people to gather around with some giant thing falling out of the sky and a laser beam and a bunch of, you know, whatever they have to battle that are really generic as fun as that can be, I can only watch that so many times and something like this was really refreshing to me. So I, I really enjoyed the uh, big fight. I did. I just didn't really get the, the, the idea behind this. Cause every single time Dormammu killed him and every single time he came back and was like, I came here, I've come here to bargain. And I just like, I thought to myself, like, why doesn't Dormammu just sit there? He doesn't have to. No, it's cause, well, he's not, but he kills not, him every time. So as an audience member, I was like, okay, so he has to kill him for this to start over. So why doesn't he just sort of sit there and let it happen and just ignore him? Because it's going to keep happening. But he doesn't. He doesn't have to. Like, okay, so like the reason. At so, no, the reason hold on. He, at some point, Dormammu says, "Okay, I'll bargain with you." And so yeah. at some point, it's broken. Yeah. Strange is the one in control of this. He's in control of Dormammu killing him? No, of the time loop. No, no, I understand that, but I get as, the, as, I, get as the as... I get the where the loop starts, but the I don't under I'm not I didn't follow how the loop ended. Cuz I don't oh, that's I, I don't know exactly what he I I'm not completely in understanding of how they they use the magic and how it works, but that's no, but here, so how he did. I think it happened like a dozen times. Strange jumps off from the thing onto the planet, walks up to him, is like Dormammu have come here to bargain, and then he gets killed. And that happens time and time and time again until he's like, I'm not going to stop doing this. I'll, I'll keep doing this forever. I don't care. And then he shoves it back on Earth. It's like, oh, Dormammu made a bargain. So obviously he can cut the... I just don't understand. That made absolutely no sense to me. I, I still don't understand it. I don't know I, what they, what it was going I don't, on. I mean, I thought it made perfect sense. He just... He, he kept killing him because he didn't want to bargain and eventually he was like okay fine i'll bite but and... he doesn't but he doesn't have to so like yeah, so yeah he does otherwise t- he's just gonna keep getting stuck 
But that okay. So, but that last time when he's like, "Okay, strange, I'll bargain with you." Yeah. If okay, so if he says, "All right, strange, I'll bargain with you," strange's like, "Okay, cool." And if he doesn't do anything, if he just sits there, and they just they're staring at each other in complete silence, Dormammu is not. He he has the choice of whether or not he kills Strange. Yeah, and if he kills him, he'll be back in the loop. But if he doesn't, he doesn't have to do anything. Well, then he's there. I bet it's his, he's either going to sit there for all of time, or he's going to kill him and put him back in the loop. It's not. That's, no, but like he can he can take himself out of the loop. I mean, if no, he can't. If, if he doesn't kill, if he doesn't kill Strange, then what happens? He never found out. That just makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't understand. What are they trying to do? Like I, I when I was sitting there, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. But on the on my ride home, I was like, what's happening? I, uh, why didn't he just do this? Was, if, if he was able to stop the time loop to to bargain with Strange and take back whatever pathetic excuse for a villain Mans Nicholson was playing, then why couldn't he just end the loop there? Because it seems like it's strange. The loop is Strange jumps down to say he has a bargain, Dormammu gets mad and kills him. And then Strange's death triggers the the loop, the beginning of the loop. But if, like I said, if he just walked away, Strange would have to die. I it seems like he would have to die for it to start over. I don't think that's what triggers the loop. So what does? Strange, just like him, he's, he's in the control of it. So he can trigger the loop when he gets crushed to death? Maybe because I don't know. Neither do I. It makes no sense. It is. I think it, it makes in, in that in that in the way I'm and as far as what as long as it's going the way that I'm pretty sure it went, it makes sense because it's just he's the one in control of the loop, whether he's he's dying or not. I just think that's. I just think that's stupid. <laughs> I really do. I. You oh, it's, can, to, it's it's totally stupid. No, but, but it's, stupid it's in the cool. sense that it makes absolutely no sense, and it's not. And it's not like it's it's not just me. Like, oh, I'm gonna find a, the tiniest piece of the tiniest flaw in this to complain about. It's like it's no. I just I on a very basic level, I don't understand what this this idea is, and I've got a big problem with that. <laughs> uh, if I don't, if I can't, if I as somebody who's seen. Over 800 movies and studies them and is you know and no it isn't an idiot basically if I can't understand this I, I don't I just don't get it if I can't understand this I can't call, I can't say that it's it's like okay fine it's it's okay I didn't understand it it's not I need I need to this movie needs to be coherent and it wasn't it was all over the place and the ending did nothing to to help it. And I'm very, I'm very interested to see what Cody has to say because, like, like most times, he's going to split the difference here and throw his side one way or another. So, don't, I'll make sure he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, but since I brought him up, let's talk about Mads Mikkelsen for a second. Okay. Did he really need to be here? I mean, he's. I thought he was probably like a step above. Like, you're probably on par with someone like Ronan, where he's just a plot device. But that's Mads Mickelson. I know. That's it, Mads, baby. It's a it was a that's waste. That's the chief. It was a total waste, but you know. And the, he I thought he did a good job with what he was given. He was menacing when he could be, but that's about it. He was he was fine. I didn't hate him. He was just there. 
I don't. I just don't like being just there. I wouldn't. I don't. I. I, 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 I in in Batman stories, in every Batman story I think I've ever read, except for or read or seen or otherwise ingested, except for maybe Batman, Batman and Robin. But that's up for debate. Um, I like it that I like it when villains have a reason to be in a movie when they have a plot reason other than to just to be an antagonist like okay, like Joker and Dark and Two-Face and Dark Knight the the way that that story and the characters the way that that unfolds they're necessary to it and with the exception of maybe the Winter Soldier none of yeah de- I'll change that definitely with the exception of the, the definitely exception of the Winter Soldier I've never felt that any of their villains especially this one who was just so laughable, laughably bad. None of these villains, I think, have had a, a legitimate reason in the story to exist. I don't. It's I all mean, about the heroes. That's all. That, these but the thing is, care that's about. what they they've made it clear. That's their. That's what they're doing. And they I hate that. Care. I really do. I don't. That's I so don't, boring. I don't. That's way more. I think that's fine. I mean, I'm watching these movies to root for the hero. Like it's well, it's great it's, when you get a movie that gives you a really layered, in-depth villain. But I, at the end of the day, I watch these movies to be excited about the hero. I want to watch um, a Doctor Strange movie about Doctor Strange, not whatever his name was. It is whatever I don't, I don't remember his name. Um, or you know, I, I watch a, a Iron Man movie about Iron Man. You know, I don't. You know, and also, I mean, I've really enjoyed a good handful of the villains. I thought Red Skull was really good. I uh, think yeah, Red uh, Skull. Only, he, I, I'll, he's another one. He and, needed and, to be in. In Captain America, absolutely. And I think I, I love Loki, um, and I think Obadiah is an underrated villain. So I mean, I, I really enjoy yeah, those, a lot of those, villains. And those and Obadiah and Loki, they all the reasons for their villainy were woven into the story and into the characters. Dorma or Dorma, whatever who, Mads Mikkelsen's character, yeah. Ronan the Accuser, they were just there. Yeah, that's all that's, they were there for. And I don't. I, that's, Again, I don't mind from it. a dramatic and from a storytelling perspective. I just find that so boring, and it, it was, and they made no bones about it that that was exactly their intention here. Is they they're not they do not want to deliver an interesting villain. They don't want to deliver. I, I, I don't think it's that they but, don't want to. It's just that that's not their main goal. It's like, especially in a in an origin movie. It's like when okay, they Ra's al but that's a Batman movie. Like people okay, know who Batman Obadiah Stane. Okay. Obadiah Stane, he needed to be the villain in Iron Man because it's Iron Man is and the, those movies have somewhat carried that thread along that they're a lot about Tony's relationship as the troubled son of a genius and Obadiah was a father figure to Tony. So to have to see him betray even though that wasn't handled the best and, you know, questionably done, but the fact that he Tony was betrayed by the only father figure he had left, that was a big deal with his character and that was that made sense. Kept Red Skull made sense because it's just America versus Nazi, so that one just that one just works. Thor makes sense because Loki's his brother. Uh, who am I missing? Guardi- well, Guardians of the Galaxy makes no sense, and I, I'll, a, I'll, I I'll forgive that one because the characters are so. It's a it's a cast of characters, and they all do deserve their time. And a villain isn't the priority there. But Doctor Strange, it's just him. And the thing is, I don't. But again, I don't. I feel the same way I do about this. Oh, it's nowhere near as good about. But as uh, I do about Guardians of the Galaxy, is that you know, I, I was I think Doctor Strange is a great character in this movie, um, and I was and and I guess you could also say it's kind of an ensemble 
um, at points with um, mm, no, not really. Like not in, I, not in a Guardians way. Not in a, no, not in a Guardians way. But it has Rocket it has, and Groot and Gamora are just as big characters as Star Lord it's, is. It's about Doctor Strange, but he has his team with him, and they're um, in a good chunk of the movie. Um, and I think I was just I, when I'm at a point where I'm just like so invested in them, and I'm excited to see them. I don't mind that the villain isn't that great. Um, even even if he's noticeably not great, like he is here, because he's he's very underwhelming here. Um, but it's probably I think it's just because he's played by Mads. If you put any other actor or just like an unknown actor in there, I don't think it would bother me at all, and I wouldn't even be talking about it. Um, but because it's Mads Mikkelsen, I think is the only reason I think it's a, somewhat of a disappointment, just because you could have done so much more with an actor of that caliber, and you didn't. But I'm just. I I imagine being a being a fan of the MCU is a lot like being a fan of the New England Patriots because they're always there's really never any doubt that they're going to be the New England Patriots are going to be a bad team they're always going to be either really good or great and that's just that's that's just no fun for me I want there to be a I want there to be danger I want there to be a conflict and I just I've I've felt that once or twice in in these movies. In Doctor Strange, I just feel like it's. It, I think it carried some of the worst traits of the series in a different way, but not not really that much. I just I really don't like these. I don't want to see these movies anymore. They're dumb and stupid. I just want to see. I want to see more Guardians and this, we're, we're get, this we're franchise getting, is so. This whole franchise is just so disappointing. So disappointing. It's. I don't. I'd really, and I don't think the movie business is better for the MCU being around. I do. I don't because it's just without, it's, the same, without, it's the same story. With, you can't argue. No. This is it's the same story every time. Oh no, it's not. Not even a close. It um, absolutely is. No, Ant Man is not the same as Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a very similar. It's not even close. It's too. Sim- uh, Iron Man is not the same as uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Civil War is not the same as any of them. It is. It, no, it's not. The structure of it is just, it's so, it's obvious. It really well, is. Like, again, you could say that about any action movie. Bad guys, bad. Good guys have to team up against bad guys. Battles, bad things happen. They come up, they come back again in the end. You know, bad bad guys go away, good guys win. That's action storytelling 101. Well, and the, the, one, the great ones that people are going to look back on are the ones that, change that dark knight again prime example of it that is nothing like anything that's come before it or i think is nothing like anything that's come after it and i hold every superhero movie to the standard set by the dark knight and nothing nothing the mcu's ever done has come close well captain america winter soldier is probably the closest it's come to it and that's and even then that's not even in the same ballpark or same area code I just I I expect better from my content. Star Wars is another is another one that their villains matter, their conflict matters. I've never I, I don't know how you can I don't know how people can walk into these movies ever these Marvel movies every single time and get excited for them because they're not going to end up you guys don't end up seeing any anything really that drastically out of the norm. The bad guys always or the bad guys always lose and the good guys always win. What's where's the fun I don't, in that? I don't know if I agree with that. Civil War, you could argue the villain won. All right, I'll I'll give you that one, but that's how far into it is that? It's eight years and multiple movies. So by 
don't know. Again, it's like and I it, said. But it, Doctor Strange it, is right back into it. It's doing the same thing, and I can. I can't. I don't. I, I don't expect an Infinity War to be anything other than a big bad guys. Bad guy loses. Good guys win. Extravaganza of one liners and characters. Yeah, I just. I. I just don't see it. I really don't. I. I see why people love Star Wars. I enjoy Star Wars. I see why people love Fast and Furious. I'm very big fan of those movies. I just don't see it. I don't see it with Marvel. I think it's. These are just as these are these. Well, I think these are better than the Fast and Furious movies, but these are along the same lines as those, just with much better acting and you know more more story to tell. I mean, you you say potato, I say potato. (laughs) But I just I'll, I'll we'll end this kind of mini convo. This I just feel like these these movies are. These are produced more than made, more than created. That's that's Hollywood. It doesn't have to be though. It, it it's not. It's not a hol. It's not Hollywood all the time. I mean, you you get your your movies like your Deadpool or your Dark Knight, but you know, I just ninety percent of the time, any big budget movie is going to have a trillion people working on it, and. That's just the way it is, and honestly, I, I can't blame them because a lot of money is on the line. I mean, that that's just that's reality. I mean, even Force Awakens had so many people look at it, so many people going through it. Um, I think they had they had like four or five people work on the script. So it's only had three. I don't know. I just I was I was perfectly happy to to come on and say okay, well. Civil War was an aberration, but Doctor Strange I really enjoyed. Get back, get it back on track. But it's just, it's now that I know that these, now that I know these that these issues are there and that these problems are there, I just can't, I can't ignore them. And it's, it's disappointing because these, these are, this is probably the biggest franchise going right now, just out of um, output and um, money and stuff like that. And I just think that's a that's a shame because their creativity, they're void of creativity in storytelling. That's a bummer. But uh, let's talk about the funnies a little bit. Okay. Uh, take a, take a guess as to my favorite bit from this movie. My favorite line, my favorite joke. I don't know. Was there was there a Bono joke in there somewhere? Yeah. Okay, I don't. You didn't remember it. You didn't remember it. It was. It was that the one where he's talking about the music. Yeah, with people with first like, names like Beyonce, whatever yeah. Bono, like one of those people. I was like, ha, that's my boy. That's my boy right there. I, I must. I must have missed that line then. I don't know. Yeah, I heard yeah. him like. I heard him mumbling a bunch of names, but like I, I was laughing and I, I, I like heard one of them and then I heard Eminem and then I don't. I didn't hear any of the things in between. Yeah, Bono was in there. I was, I was um, hype as fuck. The, the one, the one I didn't like was Beyonce. The Beyonce reference really threw me off. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he, he just like because he comes back, it, it like it's meant to be like a follow up to that joke. He's like, what? Uh, he's, what did he say? He's like, I, said, I don't remember. I don't remember. He said that, and I was like, just maybe it was just the way he said it, but it really bothered me. And then the the line, even though it was a funny scene, it felt out of place when um, Benedict Wong's character is listening to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And then they do the the stealing the book scene. It was funny, but it's like it's a little too modern of humor. 
Yeah, I think at times this movie, I think the humor was a bit tone deaf. I don't remember what movie we were talking about where this came up, but um, Cody Cody mentions like he, that some movie it was weird that they went from something super grim and serious, went from something silly to something grim or serious, or the other way around. I feel like that happened a lot in this movie. Like, yeah, um, I... like when when um, uh, when the ancient one was brought to the hospital or something yeah. like that, and Rachel McAdams made like a joke, and she's like, "Oh wait, she's like gonna die and stuff." There was a lot of moments like that. I was like. Ugh. Really? This that's what yeah. you guys are trying to do? And then was Yeah, I that's that was my that was my even though I even though I, I've said it a million times, I really like Iron Man three. I won't I don't care what anyone says. Um I'm my probably my biggest issue with that movie is that the um the, there's too much like like throwing in jokes when there it should be like holding it for a moment of like seriousness. Yeah. They do they do the same thing in Thor two and I thought at the during when those movies were coming out, I was like, All right, they're starting to get too much of the humor, then I thought they got back on track. Yeah. With like Winter Sol- with Winter Soldier, and then they they found a good balance with Guardians and with uh, uh, Age of Ultron and Civil War and Ant Man. Um, but then this one, I think they kind of took a step back towards that, and I'm hoping it doesn't stick um, because I also thought some of the jokes just didn't land that well. I thought uh, some 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 of them were really funny. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch surprisingly is really good at doing humor. And uh, oh, you didn't know, know that. Yeah, well, he's, I, he's I, hysterical. I, I've never heard him in my life do anything funny. Really? So, well, he's on yeah. SNL tomorrow night or tonight, ah. I guess. So, yeah, I saw that. He's I might no, him, I might check him out. Cumberbatch is hysterical. Where have you been? All British people are. They're all just funny, funny what's guys. He, what's he funny on? I've only, I don't think I've seen. What have I seen him in? I don't remember. I've only, I only seen pretty, him in like Star I, Trek and Hobbit. He's funny in Sherlock, and he's always funny on talk shows and stuff like that. I don't know. He's just, a, he's a funny guy. Funny guy. Yeah. Um, what do you think of his accent? It was, it was very British at times, and I could it wasn't. He, I I took it took me a while to get used to it because I'm just so used to his British accent. So yeah, um, but it was it slipped a few times. Um, yeah. let's see. Uh, don't have anything else. So, do you have anything bad or I good mean, that you want to talk about? No, just overall, I I really enjoyed it. I have problems, but you know, mm-hmm. it I it's not my favorite, but. I, I thought it was a really good movie all around. So, all right. another win for Marvel in my book. <sighs> Big L. Uh, let's give it a grade then. Josh, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go seven and a half. All right. Uh, sheesh. I'll drop it a four. Big ol' stinker. Not a fan. Didn't you say it was okay at the beginning of this? Yeah, but the more I talked about it, especially with the villain stuff, and now I'm just grumpy and annoyed. I love movies, but. They annoy me just. Uh, sometimes they annoy me just as much. And I want them to. I want every movie I watch to be great, and when they're not, and they could be, I get upset. I I do. I don't. I, I, do could, I, don't if, I don't know if this could be great, but it could at least be good. And it, I I I will. I'm gonna recall back to an episode where you said sometimes I just want a movie to be good and not great. Yeah, this was not one of those times. This was well, not at all. Well, because I expect. Is... Well, when the. I expect if you if you're throwing a 91% Rotten Tomato meter and a big opening weekend, I expect, especially with the tomato meter, I expect some hashtag greatness. Well, and I'll say not, I, I'll I'll yeah. say the same thing with Arrival or Fantastic Beasts. I expect those to be great, and if they're not, yeah. I'm gonna let I'm gonna be honest. You know, I just. I think I'm just done. I'm just done with the series. How many? Oh yeah, so we've had Civil War and. Uh, 
Doctor Strange is here. Jeez, there's just too many superheroes, man. Too many superhero movies. No way. Oh, there's so there's too many. How many have we Are had the, this year? We've had six compared to shit. Six. Had, and there's like a million of other genres, so I don't. Okay, well, okay, so we've had six superhero movies, and we've had like ten, eleven, twelve horror movies that I can probably think of. There's probably more. Uh, there's tons of action movies, tons of comedies, tons of sci-fi, tons oh. of fa- fantasy. Well, not that many fantasy. Tons of romance movies, dramas, thrillers. Well, those aren't those aren't as structured as these. And that's what happens. All right. Um, watching, reading, listening to. Let's talk. Uh, what do you? What's? What have you been up to? Um. What have I been up to? Um. You go first. I need to think. Um. Well, as some may be aware, uh, we're coming up on election day. Wow. Yeah, it's, I gotta say, it's, it's scary. It really is. Uh, because we got a person running for the highest office in the land that has no business, uh, having that position. Two, actually, but we won't go into that. Trust me, only one. It's... Donald Trump is, he scares the shit out of me, and this is, I've been watching, reading, and listening to a lot about this election, and there's still, he's still very much behind the eight ball, but. You don't actually, you don't actually think there's a chance he's going to win, do you? No, no, I, I really don't, I don't think there is, because there's just, the traditionally Democratic uh, voting states are looking like they're holding strong. That he's, it looks like he's reached his um, his ceiling as far as uh, electoral votes and all that stuff. But it's just too close. It's 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 a way too close for comfort. And I just he scares the hell out of me because he's an absolute lunatic and it, it it's not that hard to make a make a choice in this election when one of the candidates is openly supported by the Ku Klux Klan and by people who think that they are better just because of the color of their skin than other people. And I got, I just, Hillary is not a perfect person. She has made mistakes along the way. Absolutely. Only the best do. But God, she's, She's been in public service, not private service, in public service working to make people's lives better for a very long time, whereas he has been in it just for himself and has groped and harassed and insulted his way to the top. And I just don't think we as a society should reward that, whether it's in the media or in pop culture or, God forbid, in the presidency. And I'm just, I'm scared. I'm a little, I'm I'm scared. I, I fully expect that this time next week I'll... Listen back to this and say, ah, oh, jeez. Close call, buddy. But I don't like close calls, especially with something that's this serious. I'm not, I, I, and I'm done with the people that say, oh, I don't, I don't want to tell you who to vote for. I don't, I'm not, it's your own opinion. But no, I'm, don't, do not vote for Donald Trump. That is sending the exact wrong message. And that's, it says all the wrong things about the United States of America, which has its problems, and it can be better, but... One man does not do. One man does not a country make, especially this one. And that's all I'll say about that. Go vote for Hillary Clinton, for God's sakes! Don't be an idiot, world. 
All right, Josh, anything for you? Well, just got to say, all political things said are not representative of the Real Flicks podcast. Yes, they TM. are. TM. Okay, come on. Uh, no, Can we all agree that Donald Trump's an asshole? Can we at least do that? He, I know uh, if you don't like Hillary, that's whatever. I'm, well, I'm. I don't want to get into a political thing because that'll go on for hours. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I can't. I despise Hillary Clinton, and I despise Donald Trump, and I think the United States is screwed. So no, we'll but I also fine. I also think nothing's going to happen either way. So I'm, I'm not really scared of either. To be completely. No. What it comes down to is if Donald Trump would be able to, uh, I, I can tell you, right be able now, to approve I, Supreme Court judges who would then overturn things like Roe v. Wade and gay marriage and possibly a nothing, hell of a I lot can more. Tell you right now, nothing is going to happen with him and him in power because he's too stupid and too incompetent to get anything done and to get anything he wants past Congress. No, but Supreme Court justices, if yeah, it could, there's a lot at stake. He can get the. It's he's not going to be incapable when he has a cabinet and when he has this and that. He will most likely one of the things he's going to do is most likely limit freedom of speech and freedom of press because people are mean to him. It's there's a lot, there's a lot of damage that he can do. I don't. Think and just so. the idea of him being voted in is terrifying. Well, I don't want to have. Well, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I, I don't want to get into this. Um, but anyway, uh, what, what, what have I been doing? Um, what have I been doing? Um, that was nothing you've watched, by the way. Um, no, I've, I've watched, I've been watching the news and stuff Watch like the that. news. That's watch, your reason Um, I've been ingesting that? anything I can to try to make sense of this. I talked about all the Freddy and Jason movies last week, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't talk about, I, I saw Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, you did? Off. It's it's awesome. It's so much yeah. fun. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a dream come true that you know has been sitting around for over a decade that I finally saw. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Now I really want another one, but it'll never happen. Oh no, no way, absolutely not. But it happened once. My only looking back on it, there was there was a lot. There was too much teenagers and not enough Freddie and Jason. But oh yeah. It was so bad that I just kind of enjoyed it. I uh, like, okay. What I, what I noticed is that like I was like I was surprised at how much I was like kind of liking like the teenage story for a while, but like as soon as it started getting boring, they brought in the Freddy and Jason stuff. Oh, true. And then true, it, true, and then true. as soon as that started kind of going on a little too long, they went back to the teenage stuff, and then it got boring again, so they went back to the Freddy versus Jason stuff. So it was like perfectly balanced for me, and it's only like ninety minutes long. So <laughs> yeah, true. <It's laughs> not, not a big time investment. <sighs> yeah, it's a a good film if you let it, if you buy in. But. All right, uh, anything else? I don't think so. All right, well, we'll be back next week, next Friday, with a day and date. We've got a rival coming up. That's your birthday present, early birthday I present from Mason. Cannot, cannot wait for a rival. Yeah. Still sitting strong at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with uh, 53 reviews, so you know it's good. Um, Are we? Well, yeah, okay. Day and date. Very excited about that one. Can't wait to go check it out. And uh, until next time, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on the Twitter. Send us an email at RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, leave a five-star iTunes review. So until next time, Josh, take it easy. See ya.